Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Now on 77 WABC, it's time for the former mayor of New York City, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani coming to you from uh, New York City, live on uh, 77 WABC. And I'd like you to be on the 77 WABC app. So during this Christmas, uh, New Year's Hanukkah season, as you travel, you can stay with us. And in the middle of the day, if you're driving along, you can listen to Greg. You can listen to me. You can listen to Bo. You can listen to John. And we're so nice, aren't we? And even if you can't call in because you're on uh, radio, you can wait till the next day and call in when you arrive at wherever uh, it is and correct us and tell us where we're going wrong and what we're doing right. Uh, Today, I am going uh, to uh, today. today I'm going to start with something that really, really illustrates what's wrong with why Americans are having such trouble with mandates, dictates, and being required to take the vaccine. To lead, you have to have credibility. When I wrote my book on leadership and reflected on what worked and what didn't work, based on a, on a, on a, on a long career of being a leader and a leader in really bad emergencies, the first thing was the people had to trust you. And when you break faith with them, then uh, it goes off in all different directions and they go to other people, like their doctors, for uh, information. So I want, you to, I want you to hear something because of the many false statements and lies and criminal misrepresentations this 30-year crook, decrepit, pathological liar has made this may be the worst because this can cost lives let's listen to cut one you're not going to get covid if you have these vaccinations well i'm going to call in dr maria ryan who's my partner on uh, uncovering the truth and 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 to, and to me one of the real experts on on this i mean she's been on it from before it started and i won't go through all her credentials including being the one who interviewed the first person to break the story from China about how the Wuhan lab was materially involved. And uh, we just had an excellent uh, discussion with her on Rudy's Common Sense dot com uh, with Dr. Zelenko uh, about this new uh, variant. But uh, Dr. Ryan, am I losing my mind? In which case, I need your help. Am I losing my mind? But wasn't the first, very first case we discovered in America of this new variant, wasn't the person vaccinated? Good afternoon, Mayor Giuliani. <laughs> you are correct. Oh, thank God. I, I thought I was getting what Biden has. Actually, um, we looked at many of the people who have had Omicron in the United States, Minnesota, California, Colorado, 
all seemed, you know, they don't release uh, a lot of data on this, but all seemed to have had vaccination. The one in Hawaii and one in Massachusetts may not have been vaccinated. But I looked at a report. They've gotten it because both those states are really somewhat communistic. Correct. They could have gotten like original Chinese CCP (laughs) virus in those places. So I'm only kidding. You know, you know. You should understand Dr. Ryan is a very serious scientist, and I'm a jerk, so I like to kid her. Well, I have to remind the audience, if you don't listen to us on Uncovering the Truth, you should, because we talked about Mayor Giuliani twerking last Sunday. But back to the Omicron, I looked at a, at a study from the Research Council from South Africa, 166 Patients with Omicron, which is a low N when we look at research, that's a low subject total. But out of those 166, some were hospitalized, but not because of Omicron. They test everybody coming into the hospital. So these people had different medical illnesses, but were found to have Omicron. From what we know at this point, and things can change, Omicron is very mild and has not led to any deaths. Worldwide, we have seen zero deaths so, on Omicron. So, if I get it right now, at least so people can understand this when they have to refute our lying, our liar-in-chief, the CDC has actually said that the uh, people in California, Colorado, Minnesota, and New York were all vaccinated. Correct. The CDC came out with that. there was a person yep. or persons in Hawaii and uh, Massachusetts that were vaccinated, that weren't vaccinated. Were not. Maybe. But but it almost sounds like there were more vaccinated people than unvaccinated people that got it. Yeah, on this particular variant, which is B period, 1 period, 1 period, 5, 7, is the, <laughs> the technical name. Um, Way to go, doctor! It doesn't seem to make a difference whether you're vaccinated or not. Either way, you will get mild symptoms. Now, his statement was a little broader and maybe even worse. He said it about all of COVID. So we know there are a lot of cases of people that are vaccinated who got COVID. In fact, I think in some cases... There were more that were that weren't. Uh, I think it was studies. messaging in the beginning. Us in the healthcare field knew that people could still get COVID even though they were vaccinated. But the messaging by President Biden, as you just played the clip, he was telling people, "Wow, you get vaccinated, you'll never get this virus." And we knew we knew that's not true. Can I move you into a different category because I know at your, at your hospital you also had a, a thing for old people. Uh, uh, I have to find a better way to say that, Uh, like a nursing home kind of thing. It wasn't a nursing home. We had a specialized unit for acute psychiatric problems. So it wasn't a long term unit. It's if all of a sudden. Yes. No, we treated many dementia people, but it's an acute care unit. So they would only stay for a limited time. So how do you how do you attribute this statement of Biden's now uh, a casual uh, uh, person who's just casually covering COVID and uh, and Omicron, Omicron, Omicron. I always want to call I know, it Omnicom I, yeah, because yeah. it's a company. Yeah. Uh, knows that people vaccinated have been getting it. In fact, there have been some alarming. I remember that study about Pfizer where fifty three percent got it. And uh, how does he make this statement? Is this is this just? A, a, I can't imagine it's an ordinary mistake for anybody who's on top of this. So is, is is this one of his usual lies, which he's been doing since 
he was in law school or is it uh is it a mental breakdown like when he thought you know when he thought when 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 he thought he met with Golda Meir and he was still in law school and couldn't possibly have been at the meeting and he had all the de- it was like a delusion he had you know, it is my understanding that the president suffers from what's called vascular dementia. He's had um, a, a couple of strokes. Why do you think that? I mean, that's not acknowledged. What you're saying is not, they don't, they don't acknowledge it. Well, uh, you know, if he, if you know anything of his medical history, you know that he did have these strokes, these clots in the brain, and we've seen him change. Now, unfortunately, the character of the man, he has not told the truth in public office for, you know, probably 30 years. He, oh, New I mean, Hampshire caught him in a whole bunch of lies. I know, I know. You lies. have a whole thing about that. All of New Hampshire knows he's a big liar because <laughs> yeah. that's where he did his famous... He got all these I graduated degrees. first in the yeah. class. I have five degrees. I went to a black college. I have a higher IQ than you do. You want to go outside? <laughs> uh, I, uh, turned out he was th- third or fourth from last in the class, not first in the class. He had two degrees, not five. Uh, he wasn't the first person in his, uh, in his family to go to college. Who knows what the heck his IQ oh, you is? Know, if, in it, those, if, it breaks, if it breaks three figures, I'd be shocked. In those days, reporters would hold people accountable they didn't re- like him. regardless of what party you were in. And it was Sam like Donaldson. Boom, liar. Yep, who Call said this man cannot be president because he cannot tell the truth. So it could be that, too. It could be that, too. Well, here's the other thing that he does that's terrible for a leader. So my point is bigger than just he said that. This is an extraordinary important fact. You know, can you get it or can't you get it if you get vaccinated? If you're telling people to get vaccinated because you're not going to get COVID if you get vaccinated, you are misleading them. You are lying to them. In fact, if they sold the drug that way, they would go to jail. (laughs) This is what what pharmaceutical companies, this is what uh, pharmaceutical executives go to jail for. They overstate the uh, efficacy of the medicine. To say that the vaccine means you won't get COVID is a crime. Joe, not going to bother you because I have a hard drive where you commit about a hundred of them that I can prove and it's covered up by the creepy crooks all around you. But in any event, here's another one. Why doesn't he tell the American people and calm them down a little? Look, we don't know yet. We don't know for sure. This is what I would say. We don't know for sure how this is all going to work out. These diseases tend to change a bit. But the good news right now is everybody sees this as pretty mild. Even, listen, I want you to listen to even Fauci. Cut five. That ban was done at a time when we were really in the dark. We had no idea what was going on except that there seemed to have been an explosion of cases of Omicron in South Africa. So when the ban was put on, it was put to give us time to figure out just what is going on. Now, as you mentioned, as we're getting more and more information about cases in our own country and worldwide, we're looking at that very carefully on a daily basis. Hopefully, we'll be able to lift that ban within a quite reasonable period of time. I mean, we we all feel very badly about the hardship that that might have put upon not only South Africa, but the other African countries. And for that reason, in real time, literally on a daily basis, we're reevaluating that we're reevaluating that policy. So Fauci is telling us in his circumlocuitous way, maybe the most truthful statement he's made in a year, which is that this underwhelms. So every doctor that's dealt with it so far 
has reported, including the modest studies that have been done, not nearly as serious. Now, this could change. I always warn people in any emergency I've ever handled, anything I say to you can change. So count on it until I change it. Right now, this does not appear to be as dangerous as I guess they assumed it was when Biden put on the ban. I've got no problem with Biden doing a prophylactic ban on this. My problem is that he's a damn hypocrite because he charged Trump with being a racist and a xenophobe when Trump put on a ban that was clearly necessary. And if it had not put up, been put on, another million Americans had died, and another million Americans would have died if Biden was president, just like Americans are dying right now because he's president, just like the ones who died in Afghanistan because we have an incompetent, mentally challenged crook of a president. I mean, uh, these things are important. You've got to get, do- doctor, these communications on health have to be accurate. When I did them, I checked them with my uh, the, the head of my health and hospitals corporation. I checked them with the commissioner of health. And I checked them with private doctors who I, I put together a council of about five of them. And every time I spoke on it, I checked them. And if it was really close, I had them say it. Yeah, and the other thing is, I always told my employees that I love diversity of thought. I didn't like everybody to think the way I did because you'll get a better end product if you have diversity of thought. And unfortunately, would that be a novel thought in the Biden administration? The Biden administration and the media censors anybody who has a different way to look at this. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Is that your favorite song? No, I hate that song. You do. Yeah, it's because we're living in communist. Like, well, this is not this is Nazi. That's a Nazi song, but they were socialists too. You know, Deutschland, Deutschland über alles was the German song, but they were a bunch of Nazi fascists. That's what they're acting like—a bunch of Nazi fascists. Well, I appreciate you letting me on today. I'm sure you're well, going to you, update your audience on um, Comrade De Blasio as well. Ah, uh, yes, honeymoon in uh, honeymoon in Cuba and supported the Sandinistas against the United States of America. <laughs> Can you imagine? And the morons in New York made him mayor, like the morons in, D- in Chicago constantly elect Democrats for 50 years, and every weekend is a killing field. Born from the tragedy of September 11, the Tunnel of the Towers Foundation has been honoring America's heroes since... Well, ever since. To mark the 20 years since September 11, the foundation's chairman and CEO, the great Frank Silla, connected where America was attacked on foot, from the Pentagon to Shanksville to downtown Manhattan, where he retraced his brother's footsteps. Thanks to your support, Towers of Light returned to the Pentagon and Shanksville memorials. For the first time, our country recognized the people we lost to 9-11 related illnesses through the foundation's name-reading ceremony. And in another first, those lost in the war on terror had their names read aloud. That ceremony is now the newest Tunnel to Towers annual tradition. Now, Foundation is bringing hope to heroes and their families, giving away at least a home a day from Thanksgiving to New Year's Eve. Honor our vow to never forget. 
Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. Now on 77 WABC, it's time for the former mayor of New York City, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. The year we pause, reflect, and realize how blessed we are. It's also the time to help make a difference. 77 WABC is teaming with Cohen Children's Medical Center, a proud partner of Children's Miracle Network Hospitals for our third annual holiday radiothon for the kids. It'll be Friday, December 17th. All the money raised stays right there, benefiting the children and their families of our community. This year, give the gift that has meaning. Money raised will be used to improve life-saving care and equipment, pediatric research, child life services, and more. Download the 778WABC app and listen to hear more about how you can help Friday, December 17th. But you don't have to wait until then. Text HERO to 51555 and donate today. Join Cohen's Children Medical Center and 77WABC in making a difference for the holidays. And what can you do better than help children? My goodness. Now I've got one other gripe, and then we'll get to the calls on the Tunnel to Towers Foundation hotline at 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222, and you make your $11 a month contribution now. And if you made an 11-month contribution a few weeks ago, see if you can squeeze out another one, huh? Okay, so how about this one? How about this one? The, the smash and grabs. The smash and grabs. Now, I went through the smash and grabs last week. I don't have the time to go through all of them again. I got a file. It's hard to lift. No, I, I, I tend to put all these in files because I'm going to write a book about them. And, um, and, and then I also can remember them better than anybody else. So I don't know how many there were last week. It was 30 maybe. I know the numbers in some of them went over a million dollars. They were taking Rolexes. They were taking Cartier. They were taking, they were taking stuff that goes for like 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 grand a pop. And they were taking cheap stuff and they were hitting little people and destroying them too and big people. And they did one day in San Francisco all high-end stores. And you saw how terrifying it was. There you are. I mean, I, I saw there's one. I'd, I'd love to show it to you now. You know, it's on radio. One of the one of the uh, benefits of radio is I have a face for radio. One of the problems is I'm really good at picking out those little segments because I used to do it at trials, you know. And um, there was one with this, this, this very nice older woman who's obviously Christmas shopping for her grandchildren. And she's in the middle of a maybe it was a maybe it was a Nordstrom. It was Nordstrom. And these people come in, and like she's, they're spinning her around. All these like crazy people, they're running in. Shoom! I counted one of them went out in forty-five seconds. So, Congresswoman Nitwit, Congresswoman communist Nitwit, idiot, anti-Semite, AOC basically said that this was all overdone. They weren't organized. Well, well f- 
They looked organized. Okay? They looked organized. But so what if they weren't organized? What's the difference? They, they made off with hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars worth of goods. They scared the living daylights out of people. They got stores boarded up immediately, and they destroyed a number of middle class and lower middle class businesses, including for black people and for white people and for Hispanic people and for people. What side are you on? I thought I thought my old friend, Dove Hyken, and he is my good friend. I shouldn't say old friend. That's a terrible friend from way back when I was mayor, and he's a Democrat and I'm a Republican. But, boy, this guy's got more guts than I wish there were more people in politics like him, particularly on the cause of Israel. Let's, let's let Dove Hyken kind of sum it up as a Democrat because Democrats – Seems to be cowards on AOC, except for him. That's cut nine. Cut number nine. Republicans are speaking out on this. Where are people from my Democratic Party? Are they blind? Maybe AOC is blind. Clearly, she doesn't see it. Where are the others in the Democratic Party to stand up and defend the innocent people of this country who are being victimized by criminals? Uh, they don't exist, Dove, because they, unlike you, they are cowards. Well, no, no, let's be a little more, let's be a teeny bit more uh, uh, precise about it. There are a large number who are as radical and agree with her, not necessarily on the truth of what she said, but on the tactic of destroying America so they can replace it with a socialist, Marxist, communist regime. So you have those people who agree with her. They want to destroy America, as we know it. They want their America, which is the, you know, the socialist states of America. Then there are those who just want to get past the primary. And they and she frightens them because unlike you, they they not unwilling to give up their office to sell out their country. So that's what you got in the Democrat Party. And the answer to it is a political answer. It's don't vote for them. Vote them out. And then give some room for Democrats like Dove Hyken, who will come forward. They'll come forward with solutions that are Somewhat different than Republicans, but all centered around the same values, hard work, free speech, freedom of religion, freedom to defend yourself. These are things, the things I just mentioned to you, we don't have any room about. These are rights that are given to our people. We can, we can debate some of the regulation of them, so long as they're not regulated away in the name of regulation. But we can't debate the existence of them. Now, you stay with me because in the, in the second half, we're going to hear from you and we're going to try out a couple, of, a couple of solutions. And then in my final thoughts, there's one I want to give you that I want us to work on for the entire week, okay? I think this one is strong enough that it needs, it needs emphasis and some real thought and it will cut through my podcast as well. I'm Rudy Giuliani. With Common Sense, we'll uncover the truth and get to a solution on Talk Radio 77 
WABC. As we head into a new year, we're confronted by a new revelation. COVID's not going away. It's one thing for Dr. Fauci to say it, uh, but quite another when business leaders do. A recent survey from the Business Roundtable revealed that CEOs believe that in a perma war with COVID and expect more economic uncertainty ahead. Before the new Omicron variant even emerged, executives across healthcare, manufacturing, and logistics issued warnings about volatility, price spikes, labor market challenges, and a new phase of the unknown. If this isn't a call to arms to protect your portfolio, then I don't know what is. And everyone knows that physical gold is the choice of savvy investors at a time like this. Monetary Gold is offering a free protection guide and a gold credit of up to $5,000 for the first 25 callers who qualify. Call 1-888-204-2141. COVID is not going away, but your retirement may. Call 1-888-204-2141 for your free protection guide and to qualify for a gold credit. Now on 77 WABC, it's time for the former mayor of New York City, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. When I uh, uh, recently visited my friend Leo uh, out in California um, and visited Delta Rescue, you know, I, I, I was confused about how they're the largest uh, life sanctuary in the world. And his, his answer was, uh, was shocking to me. He said that people keep their animals for no more than two and a half years, and then they don't find a nice home for the most of them. They just let them go, put them in the wilderness, let them go, put them in a pound, and they get killed in the pound. And, and if, if Leo were to go let them get adopted again, the same thing, it would just be an ugly cycle. So Leo has built permanent homes for them. It's fabulous. I got to tell you, it's fabulous. I was thoroughly moved by what I saw. He's got 1,500 rescues, dogs, cats, and horses there at Delta Rescue. Costs a pretty penny. And there's a full-time animal hospital right there, 365 days a year. Delta relies on donations from people like you and me who care about all of God's creatures. I'd, I'd like you to help them by going to DeltaRescue.org slash Rudium. Press the green button for donate. Please uh, give as much as your heart tells you. That's DeltaRescue.org slash Rudy. Well, I'm proud to say that the city of New York, having set a record last year for the largest increase in murder, having set a record last year for the largest increase in shooting, under Mayor DeBosio, and having set a record for the largest number of homeless people by almost two to one, ever, 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 now is the first, the first Nazi communist, oh, I mean American uh, 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 city to mandate vaccines for everybody. Everybody. Question is, what about dogs and cats? How about, how about infants? What? You know what this guy is doing on the way out? He's trying to really, really put the finishing touches on the city. The city that he already ruined with 78,000 homeless people. God, I remember them at 25,000 and 30,000 when I got them down to almost nothing. Because I, I used common sense. 
I don't use politics to solve problems. I use common sense, and I also ran organizations and had tremendous amount of success doing it. Large ones, small ones, turned them around. This guy was a complete useless bum before he became mayor. He's a, a hack. Cuomo hated him because he, he, Cuomo worked, he worked for Cuomo in Washington, and he was a lazy, useless bum. Thank God he's going, but why he has to do damage on the way out? You know, let's go, let's go to L.A., and let's talk to David. David, are you still there? Yes, thank you for taking my call. What a privilege to speak with the mayor. Nice to talk to you, David. How are things going? Well, you know, it's an interesting legal situation there in New York where you've got de Blasio, uh, okay, the mayor. Joe Biden tried to put through a vax mandate that was struck down in court. The judge said, Mm -hmm. yeah, it lost in two courts. So how does the mayor think he can come in and, and try to get away with this? The judge said, well, gee, it should take an act of Congress to pull off something like this. And it still might not be constitutional. That was limited to health care workers, which were the most at risk. So now de Blasio comes out with something that's overly broad, more restrictive, in violation of this. Somebody needs to file legal action. What do you well, they, say? Oh they, oh, they will, of course. But, you know, they'll be in the New York courts. And the chances are that... Um the socialist city of New York, who knows? How, but eventually when it gets to federal court, it'll be knocked out. And maybe they'll be kind enough to give an injunction so that people don't have to you know, go through it before. Uh, these guys have no regard, uh, David, for the Constitution. I mean, uh, starting with Obama and all through what they did to Trump and me and others, and uh, they just trashed the Constitution. And the uh, woeful press that follows them on anything just allows them to do it. I'm going to really, I'm really wonder what they do when they decide to turn on the press. You know, when uh, the the Bidenistas decide, let's see if we can crack down on the press and raid their homes in the, early in the morning. They only do that to Trumpsters now, but that'll eventually happen when they, when they. I mean, they're starting to already get unhappy with the coverage, which isn't quite as scintillating and syncophanic as it's been. Uh, Jerry in uh, Stanford, who I think also wants to talk about uh, Mayor Bozo. Uh, yes, Mayor. I, I live in Connecticut, but I work in uh, New York City, and uh, I didn't think I was going to be part of the resistance, but now I guess I am part of the resistance. And the the, the part that I find outrageous is, for one, I don't get to vote for New York City leadership, so I'm dis- politically disenfranchised for making this decision. And But the other part is, uh, as you know, Curtis Lee, well, I saw him on TV about six weeks ago, and he was saying something very interesting. I've heard it over and over and over and over again, and that is that Mayor de Blasio is a habitual drug user. And it really strikes me as if you want, you know, people keep talking about testing, testing. Well, I think what we need is drug testing, of any of the mayor official. and his wife. The yeah, well, maybe, maybe, maybe it's time that we put. I would hate to do this, but I mean, maybe we put some of the people in the administration under oath and ask them: Have they ever seen the mayor smoking marijuana? His wife, and if they have, where did he get it? I mean, uh, let, let's assume for a moment. I'm not going to say it's true or not because I, I don't have the facts that Curtis has. But let's assume for a moment it's true. The thing that always bothered me about, and I, I heard it like two weeks into his being into office, 
Uh, I'll tell you the story I heard. I mean, there are no secrets. The story that I heard is uh, the head of his detail uh, went to went to uh, the police commissioner, who was then Bratton, and uh, said, uh, "Boss, uh, we can't cover uh, De Blasio because when we take him home, the uh, the house is already filled with marijuana smoke because he smokes and his wife smokes like crazy, and it gets in our hair." And if we go for one of those, you know, command tests, quick tests, we're going to fail. And you're going to think our guys are drug users. So they got an exemption. Now, everybody knows this. The press knows it. If that were a Republican, if that were me, it would have been on the front page of every newspaper. The press enables Democrat crime. That's what they do. They are a material part of why the Democrat Party is so damn crooked. And they think they're doing the Democrats a favor. What they really are doing is they are ruining the political party. They will be a point, and hopefully they'll be 22, when they get just almost completely destroyed. And it will be the best day for the Democrat Party. Because then they're going to have to build again on people who don't, from the day they go into the Senate, have a slimy little brother who goes and collects bribes for them, that then develops into a drug-addicted son that this creepy father took advantage of, and then all kinds of perversions that I don't even want to mention, who becomes president. This is what happens when the press covers up, and then the covering up gets worse and worse. Imagine covering up the hard drive. And that's how they get away with that whole thing with the election. I mean, they try to make everybody who raises questions about the election some kind of a seditionist. But that's what they do, because they have the press on their side. I mean, why would it be so damn surprising that a guy who stole $30, $40 million as a senator and VP might have a few thoughts about stealing some votes. And lies like, <laughs> you won't get COVID if you get vaccinated. That's a dangerous thing to tell people. Somebody should correct that. People might believe that. A lot of people who have been vaccinated have gotten COVID. A lot of people who are vaccinated, in fact, more, may have got um, um, Omicron. But nobody corrects it. I mean, that's a material, what we call a material false statement. It could lead to people doing things that are dangerous for their health. But people don't matter. Just protecting Biden matters. And getting rid of Trump. That's all that matters to these people. Not the United States of America. But we're here. You're here. We're going to check it. Uh, how about Doug, who I think is also in Connecticut. Doug, are you in Connecticut? No, I'm in Hun Huntington. Oh, Huntington. Hun I thought it was Hartford. Okay, I, I just didn't read this right. Sorry, Doug. You're in That's Huntington. It, it, it could be worse. I could be out in California instead. You could. It could be worse. Yes, I, I agree. I, I was going to say close, but California is worse. Yeah. Yeah. So we anyway, got we got more. Um, you know what we have here? We got we got tougher people who fight back better. Oh, a little bit. <laughs> Long Island is pretty good. Long Island is pretty tough. Oh, right and, you're and you're getting better. And you're getting better. I like yeah. I like what you did in the last election. Yeah. So we'll, let's see what happens with the, the the midterms next year. So, but anyway, what I wanted to talk about was our liar in chief. Uh, making this, uh, I love it. I love it. I love. I love your. Your. I'm gonna. Do you mind if I use that? 
Oh, it's 40 years. He's, he's the embarrassment, the liar-in-chief. He's, he's, he, I, it's amazing. I, I, I'd like to know who these 81 million people are that supposedly voted for this guy. This is just, it's nonsense. I mean, are they looking to see what this You know, there were some people who liked him so much they voted for him like four or 500 times. <laughs> well, I think the big thing is is the, the, the people who really did vote for him just hated Trump so much. It's just mm-hmm. it's amazing. Anyway, um, when he makes the statement that if you get the vaccines, you will not get COVID-19, it's, it's, it's my son, who's 30 years old. He lives down south. Uh, he's got had the, the Pfizer, the double dose of Pfizer. And about a month ago, he came down with COVID-19 and he was really, really sick. I mean, I, I would tend to think that hopefully because of the vaccine, it might have helped him recover. But he's 30 years old. He's in great shape. Uh, doesn't have any uh, uh, anything about him that would suggest that he would be in that high rate of mortality or anything like that. I mean, he's in great shape. He's a young guy. But he got so sick from it, uh, he was quarantined for 10 days. He, I mean, he got out of it. He lost his taste. He lost his smell. The only thing he did not get was the fever. But he was really, really sick. It was right around Thanksgiving. So for this statement to come out, that you will not get the uh, COVID without a vaccine is just it's it's a it's a crock and it's, it's yeah yeah to- you know it it's not just one of the usual you know I was um, I was in Israel during the Seven Day War when he was in his like second year of law school in the Second Day World War ch- cheating his way through uh, plagiarizing papers and he was never there I mean that's we're used to that with him. He's been lying like that. I mean, the man lives in a counter universe, uh, beat up corn pop. He likes children touching his legs. I mean, you know, this is the stuff we have to deal with with him. But this is if, if the head of Pfizer said that he'd be under grand jury investigation. I mean, that's exactly what uh, all these cases against uh, pharmaceutical companies are about. It's when the when the uh, salespeople overrepresent the medicine. I mean, this is a serious matter. Plus, a doctor has got to be careful. He's not a doctor. He's not even a he's not even a, a a reasonably intelligent man, much less a doctor. He never has been. If you ever want to talk about it? I'll do one show on my experiences with Joe Biden for thirty five years and basically back up the fact that I I'm trying to remember somebody I met who's dumber. Uh, I mean, I, I, geez, probably not worth doing that. I'm Rudy Giuliani, and with common sense, we'll uncover the truth and get to a solution on Talk Radio 77 WABC. As we head into a new year, we're confronted by a new revelation. The COVID's not going away. It's one thing for Dr. Fauci to say it, but quite another when business leaders also say it. A recent survey from the Business Roundtable revealed that CEOs believe that we're in a perma-war with COVID and expect more economic uncertainty ahead. Before the new Omicron variant even emerged, executive across healthcare, manufacturing, logistics issued warnings about volatility, price hikes, labor market challenges, and a new phase of the unknown. If this isn't a call to arms to protect your portfolio, I don't know what is. And everyone knows that physical gold is the choice of savvy investors. 
Monetary Gold is offering a free protection guide and a gold credit of up to $5,000 for the first 25 callers who qualify. Call 1-888-204-2141. COVID is not going away, but your retirement may. Call 1-888-204-2141 for your free protection guide and to qualify for a free gold credit. Now on 77 WABC, it's time for the former mayor of New York City, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Back again on 77 WABC. And uh, we're going to uh, we're going to speak about something now that I think is really important and something we have to figure out how to do right. And we're going to try to figure it out over the course of this week. Before I do that, I want to urge you to subscribe, uh, particularly now to my podcast at rudyscommonsense.com as we get down to the end of the year because we're summarizing a lot of things that happened during the year. For example, the one that's currently on, I believe that's the one currently on, or maybe the one right before. In any case, you get them all if you just hit subscribe, is the one uh, that I did with Dr. Zelenko and Dr. Ryan that I think... Uh, in a in a fairly succinct way, gives you a pretty good roadmap about how to deal with COVID, how to deal with um, Omicron, and how to deal with the other variants that might likely come along, and how to deal with them in a way that will be safe for you, not uh, you know not based on out and out lies like uh, you won't get COVID if you take the vaccine, or you won't get Omicron if you don't if you take the vaccine. Uh, you know, lying has been a part of polit- politics for a long time, but it's never reached this level because we've never really had such a massive, I mean, pathological liar in the White House who's also suffering from dementia. Uh, Bill Clinton pushed it pretty far. You know, we lost Bob Dole. Uh, was it yesterday? Bob was a, was a friend of mine and someone I got to know really well. I was very honored to be there at the uh, inauguration of his library, which was in a place called Manhattan, Kansas. Did you know there was a Manhattan, Kansas? And it's the reason why Bob Dole was a friend of John Lindsay. And he used John Lindsay to come down to Manhattan, Kansas, and campaign for him when he first ran for Congress. War hero, body seriously damaged, as you know. And John Lindsay went down there from Manhattan, New York, to Manhattan, Kansas. And despite the fact that John, by this time, had become a pretty fierce liberal and Democrat, didn't support me when I ran for mayor. He supported Dinkins twice. Not everybody's perfect. Uh, uh, He continued to be a good friend of Dole's. And Dole once told me a story. Dole told me that there was a good chance that John Lindsay would have been vice president of the United States had he not switched parties. Because he said uh, Nixon, uh, uh, Ford rather, had to pick, he thought at the time, a moderate Republican. We call them rhinos now, right? But a moderate Republican to bring the base the base back. Because there was a big moderate base then. Jacob Javits, him, uh, senators in Pennsylvania, California. So he, he, he picked uh, Nelson Rockefeller. And Nelson Rockefeller had the... Um, the, the, the problem of having turned on Goldwater at the 64 convention. After he was defeated by Goldwater, 
He made fun of him at the convention, acted uh, very uh, sort of um, like Goldwater was not to be taken seriously, never campaigned for him. And although uh, I thought Rockefeller could have been a great president, personally, Rudy Giuliani did, uh, the Republican Party, the base of it, never forgave him for his disloyalty, not, not for his accomplishments or even for his political views, which were somewhat more moderate. He wasn't really, wasn't really what I would call a liberal. He was a moderate, a true moderate Republican. Lindsay tended to be a little more of a liberal, and he did embrace he did embrace some of the great society programs, and then he really got thrown out of the Republican Party because he was defeated by Senator John Markey in the nineteen in the nineteen sixty nine Republican primary, and he won as an independent with only forty two percent of the vote, largely on the New York Mets. He was there when the Mets won. He had a parade for them. He put on a Met hat. He won by a few percent. Everybody gave the Mets the credit, and John Lindsay never liked baseball. But getting back to Dole, Dole said, had he not made that change, had he remained a Republican for the rest of his term, Nixon would have picked him because he was much better liked in the party than, just as a, as a person, he was much better liked than Rockefeller. You know, Rockefeller also had the problem of being the richest man in the world and a little removed. Oh, I got to tell you, I knew Rockefeller as well. And that was a bad rap on Rockefeller. Rockefeller was one of the greatest guys you'd ever meet. Just a really terrific guy. But so was John Lindsay. So when I lost, with Lindsay having campaigned against me, I called him three days later and asked if he had lunch with me. And I had a very nice lunch with him. And he twice, before I became mayor, he gave me Useful, really good advice. It's in my book, but maybe I'll tell you about it sometime. Really good advice. I didn't think he was a particularly great mayor. I thought he created some of our real problems. But everybody has done really good things, and he did a great thing in controlling riots, and so did I. And I would say John Lindsay gets a little credit for that because I listened to him. And then I'm going to tell you something really horrible about the creepy, crooked, New York, miserable Democrats that you vote for. They never invited him to Gracie Mansion ever, ever, ever after he was mayor. He became a Democrat, and they shunned him, and they never invited him to Gracie Mansion. I was the first one to invite him back, and possibly the only one. I had to be, because he died. And, and the Speaker of the City Council and I, Peter Vallone, created a job for him because he had lost his pension, and believe it or not, he didn't have any money. Well, that's what politics used to be about. Bob Dole, still friendly with John Lindsay when he went way over to the other side because at one time, way back, he had helped him in Manhattan, Kansas. And as he told me, he was a good guy. And after he read in the newspaper that I did it for him, Bob Dole called me and thanked me. So that's Bob Dole. We need people like that in politics. We need people who are human Biden's not human. He's something else. He stopped being human when he took the first damn bribe. Crooks do not make good politicians in a democracy because they undercut a democracy. They destroy a democracy. They're supposed to be your representative, not the guy who paid them the money. Why do you think he sells out to China? You stupid.
They gave him millions. He had a contract in black and white for $10 million a year from China that your crooked press keeps from you. Boy, here's what I need your help on. We got to catalog his lies. And we got to do that Pinocchio thing on this son of a... And I'm thinking of a way to do it. And I want your thoughts about it tomorrow. I'm thinking maybe at the end of the week I do a segment. We'll call it his five biggest lies of the week. What do you think? And we'll come up with something other than a Pinocchio. We'll give him something. All right? Maybe we do it on a Thursday or a Friday. But I want you to call me tomorrow. I want you guys to think about it. And I want your advice on whether you think this would be a good thing to do. So we remember them when we have to go beat them in 22 and 24. And not just him. We'll get Saki in, who who lies, I mean, little, uh, well, all you people, tomorrow morning, you get up and you say, God bless America. Thank God I'm an American. God bless America.